Good morning and welcome to your daily game face. I'm Dr. Kim Landon. I'm here with Lou Blasi and I'm freezing again. And she, I don't know. I'm, and Lou said that I was emotionally aggressive. Yeah, emotionally aggressive. <laughs> to his sensitive self this morning. Yes. I'll just let you know that the banter is toned down during the show. Our banter is a little bit more. Our banter is? Yeah. Why? I don't know. You come in loaded for bear. Do you want to be toned down or do you want to banter no. up? I don't care. Either way. Are you feeling sensitive today? I may be. Do you? I do wasn't. <laughs> so you're saying that I'm triggering you? Maybe. Maybe just a little. Well, we don't have to. We can we can banter all day. Yeah. What do you want to banter about? No, what I mean is we banter on the show and it's fun, but it's a little toned down from what we do personally. Oh, yeah. yeah the show is. We, we throttle a little. Our, throttle a little our bit. Our off-air banter is not the same because it's inappropriate on air. <laughs> That's true. That's why if yeah. we did what we did outside of this on air, <laughs> we actually probably get lots of followers. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not, I don't have the temperature thing. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Uh, this it, it, it hadn't occurred to me that it was cool in here until you brought it up. Okay, now you hurt my feelings. No, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I don't understand how you have so sensitive self this morning. I said hello to you. I said, honey, I'm home. I looked at your protein bar, approved of it. I gave you a card to give to someone that else. That was approval? You couldn't manage the job. Yeah, that was approval? What am I, the postal service? <laughs> I mean, like, how was I emotionally aggressive? Oh, words don't come to mind. Words That's because you just mind. made it up. No, because I'm trying to keep the throttle down. <laughs> Are you just in a bad space? No, I'm not at all. I'm in, Are you in a good space? I'm fine. Yeah. Are we going to have to have therapy after? No, I'm good. Oh, God. Do you not love me anymore? <laughs> of course I do. You don't bring me flowers. You don't sing me love songs. I just don't get the temperature thing. I mean, I'm, I'm the temperature that, thing is I'm constant with me, and it's not just uncle. you. So I'm I'm, I'm well, starting to I have think that it's my bias from someone else that they verified that I actually have the valid reason to say I'm cold. Well, okay, I don't. Um, that really didn't connect because several different situations, but I'm just I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Was that a shot? No. Oh my God. So explain myself further. Apparently I have temperature. I'm temperature tolerant. Apparently. I don't know. I don't know. You're making my eye twitch. <laughs> okay, That's high morning, blood pressure. So, I know all about that. Okay. Yeah. So good morning. Yes. Good Are morning. you okay? Can we reset? Yeah, by all means. Okay. No bantering. No bantering is fine. I know. Okay. So um, guess what? Tomorrow will be two weeks away from stuff your face and unbuckle your pants day <laughs> <laughs> and lay on the couch. Yeah. So I thought we should talk about that considering our whole time talking is always about being healthy and well. And then people decide, you know, well, I would say one day a year, but it's never just one day a year. But this happens to be the one day of the year that people make all justifications to eat as much as you can possibly shove in your mouth. <laughs> Yeah. Of all the bad things you could possibly eat and be like, but it's Thanksgiving. Okay. And and then the next day I get lots of calls, which I won't be around this year, thank God. <laughs> um, but I always get lots of calls about I don't feel good. Food coma. 
Yeah. Be what? Food coma. Yes. Food yeah. coma. Yeah. I don't, but emotionally, and it's always related to food. And I always ask, what'd you eat? Yeah. And it's all the things that people don't typically eat. They just piled on, on top of each other and stacked in their bellies. And now. So know, are we talking about emotional distress? Or are we talking about physical response to distress from what they eat? Yes. And yes. Yeah. So they go together, right? So mm -hmm. the emotional, well, it's kind of like what we were talking about last week is there's a lot of, so the physicality of just the eating and then looking at the spread and just eating everything in sight, add in the emotional stuff going in, yep. you know, fighting yep. with, you know, whoever you're fighting with of the year in the family and then putting that all together and then overeating, over drinking, overdoing, over whatever, and the emotional overdoing. Mm. And then the next day or for the next two weeks, people reel. And then they go into Christmas. <laughs> do you believe, let's get this out of the way first. Okay. Do you believe in a, um, do you believe in the concept of it's Thanksgiving? I'm going to eat in, in essence, a cheat day, all of the things aside, just that particular principle. So I don't, I don't, ascribe to the cheat day philosophy because mm -hmm. i don't think any day is a cheat day i think all food choices are food choices yep. so if you decide that on thursday that happens to be designated as thanksgiving that you're going to eat stuffing and potatoes and all the things you never eat yeah then you're actively making a choice knowingly to do that mm -hmm. for whatever reason um, and it's not a cheat. It's just you're actively making the choice. And if you own that you're actively making the choice, knowing that you're probably not going to feel good afterwards and you're upfront about it to your own self, not to me or anybody else, that it's, you know, fine. I think that if you go and committed that I'm going to make it a, a day to eat and a day to watch football and that's fine. But knowing that you're going to suffer. Yeah. Because it's you go out of the range of I mean, it's abnormal <laughs> to go. You know, most people, right, have their. If we just sat down to have a regular dinner, it'd be turkey with like string beans, normal, and, you know, like a baked potato. Okay. Like for instance. Right. But on Thanksgiving, we have an entire 25 pound turkey that we graze on all afternoon yep. with 15 pounds of potatoes, squash, uh, string bean casserole. Bleh. <laughs> Okay. Just so you know. I'm taking that off the menu. Stuffing, carrots, yep. four different pies, um, sweet potato souffle. Bleh. Yeah. Just so you know how I feel about yep. those things. And then a partridge and a pear tree and everything else under the sun. Rolls and a bunch and of alcohol and dessert. And alcohol and eggnog, even though it's not Christmas yet. People yeah. put all these things in and gingerbread cookies and you name it, it's there. And people just graze. Oh, and we forget appetizers and hors d'oeuvres, which are always high caloric, salted up things that people don't realize that although they taste great and you eat grazing all day and everything's good. Yeah. But it takes such a toll on your body and your body has to start processing it and it processes it all day. And then emotionally that takes a toll on you, which is, you know, why people get really drained emotionally and physically. Yep. Oh, just add a little tryptophan from the turkey. And by the way, I don't like turkey. Just so you know. Oh, did you know? And then you have to watch the lions on Thanksgiving. And you have to what? You have to watch the lions on Thanksgiving. And oh, that's yeah. always distressing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the top there's, I was so happy to see the top five list. I can't remember all five, but I remembered the top three because they were all my least favorites as well. The top five list of all the least favorite Thanksgiving foods. Okay. Um, the number one was my number one cranberry sauce. Blech. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Cranberry sauce, sauce is so is gross. Good. Remember we talked about the gelatinousness of it? Yeah. <laughs> the 
yeah. out of the can. And I know you can make fresh and I do make it because I know people do like it and love it. But the number one in the country that was on the, you know, the poll was that. So you don't like the one that has the shape of the can? and Well, they, yeah, well, <laughs> yes, yeah, because of the can. <laughs> no, I mean, no, the it's fact just, that that's very gelatinous. sauce in general. Yeah, yeah. It's like whether it was whole, whole cranberries or whatever, it's the cranberry sauce, turkey. I was like, yes. Turkey was turkey. number two. Turkey was number two. Our least favorite. Yes. And then stuffing. Yeah. I don't get stuffing. You don't get, well, I make really good stuffing. So mine has like a plethora of stuff in it. So yeah. it's not just bread. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's got lots of veggies in it and lots of different types of meat in it. And so it's not just eating like a, a breadstick with butter. Because no Pepperidge Farm. Almost no one makes stuffing out of good bread. I do. Do you? Yeah. See, so if you start with a good bread, I'm I'm on board. But most of them just take like Wonder Bread and just go at it. I'll make you some and bring it in. <laughs> I'll make it as a, like a little peace offering yeah. for your sensitivity. Okay. <laughs> no well, the, so the trick to the trick to anything good in food is butter. When anything yeah. is and when anything's going awry, just add butter. <laughs> yeah, but you okay with butter? Butter makes everything better. No, I mean, well, okay, I understand that. So, um, that, so does bourbon but well no <laughs> i do not feel that way that's but, another story altogether yeah um but the top three were and then there were i think it was like sweet potato souffle and something like all the ugh, you know the things with the marshmallow in it and all that stuff oh, i don't no, know no. but i was very happy to see that the three that i don't like are the top three how can turkey be the second least favorite Thanksgiving well, food. I don't know the answer why people answer that way. I can tell you why turkey is not my favorite. If I if I make the turkey personally, then I'll eat it yep. typically. Or if I know the person and I trust their cooking, I'll eat it. By and large, my reason for not liking turkey is usually when I have had it and someone else has that I outside my circle of trust. Right. Yeah. It's dry. Yeah. It tastes terrible. And I'm like, what did you do to this? Okay, yeah, no, I understand. And so it has to be very specific. There's, the, here comes the word, moist. Moist. So if Abby's listening, Abby, I'm saying it one more time. It has to be moist. Moist. And Abby has a problem with moist. Abby hates the word moist. Yeah. And I love saying it to her to torture her. <laughs> Abby, it's moist, and she's like, ah. So anyway, um, but it has to have that, you know, and it can't have that yucky texture to it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's tough so, to cook a. A whole bird, and, and then it just like grosses me out that then yeah. people like sit around and just pick on it. All okay, day. well that's fair. I just turkey is a big part of my diet, so I love um, tur like I'll eat deli turkey. Yeah, and I'll eat turkey that's like been pulled from the turkey that's been done well. Yep, but I don't give a rat's behind about sitting around and eating a turkey on no, turkey day. It's, it's something. It's an acquired skill to do a turkey well, and not many people have acquired that skill. Yeah. So you know what I'm having instead of turkey? What? Salmon. <laughs> oh, salmon's good. I'm just going to have salmon. They can all have turkey. I'm having salmon. Usually I make prime rib, but since we know that I'm not eating red meat since January 4th. Did you, you knew that, right? No, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, you learned something new. It's funny. While you were talking about um, understanding when you go in, I'm going to eat and I'm going to feel bad. That's the way I am with steak. I love steak. I love red meat, but I... I it, I don't feel good afterwards. That's okay. So that's why I don't eat. We've yeah. digressed all over the place on yeah. this, but this is okay. So I haven't, ha well, I should say I did do a little cheat as you would call it. I did a, I did a taste of something. Someone gave me something and I told them I would eat it because and it was, a, it was meatball and it was fantastic. It's the only meat that I 
knowingly have slipped into my actual mouth Was since it a real January meatball? 4th because I do not I I decided that on January 4th it first of all it doesn't have water content in it red meat does not have any water content in it so it makes it very hard for your body to break down and the more I love steak I love prime rib I love and because that's what I'd make for Christmas and I would rather have a standing prime rib than anything else yeah right the problem is it doesn't make me feel good and it's wonderful and it tastes great. And then I suffer with, and I'm not talking like, oh, suffer like in the traditional sense, like people lay around. My body just ugh, doesn't like it. And but it's I not because I'm older. It's always been that way. And I finally identified that red meat just doesn't make me feel good. You see, I'm a little different. I don't remember having this reaction when I ate red meat without thinking about it. And I, I love steak and I love red meat and I used to eat it a lot. And I don't remember having this reaction to it, but now I don't have it often. But when I do afterwards, it's not that I feel bad. It's just kind of, oh, that didn't well, sit so, as well as it could have. But don't you also feel, so think about your response to it. Kind of like, this is like the turkey response too, I think, is that when you eat red meat, notice, anyone listening, notice that after you've eaten it, like within the next 24 hours, your mood shifts. Yeah. And I, so everyone I've told about this and I've talked to about it since January 4th of this year, I've said you watch your mood shift off of eating red meat and, and people have had theories when they've talked to me like, Oh, do you think it's the hormones in the meat? And I'm like, Nope, I, I eat pasture fed, grass fed, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no little ones inside a crate, you know, that yep. kind of thing. It has nothing to do with that. It's just, so what's the mechanics? Why, why does it, why do you not, why do you have go into a bad mood? So I, so I, I, believe that because there's no water content right that your body has to go into you know liver kidney pancreas right so it goes into overdrive yeah. which probably stresses the system out which probably creates a little bit of cortisol and a little bit of you know pull from all systems of your emotional centers to kind of because your hypothalamus i'm getting all technical but your yeah. hypothalamus in your brain is your your eating center what regulates your temperature, yep. all the things about you. And that's your emotional space. You have your three little structures in there. And that directly goes to the signal of like, I don't feel good. So it's chemically it's working so hard in your body to break down that I think it's probably misfiring the hypothalamus in some way in the emotional center of the brain to go, this doesn't feel good. Hmm. So you tend not to like the next day, you'll still be full. You know, like think about like when you have that steak yeah. and you go like normally to have your little breakfast bar in the morning, you're not hungry for it because, hmm. you know, and people say, oh, it's because of the protein that may be, but I don't get that on eating fish, turkey, chicken, True. lamb, lamb, still red meat, but not in the same way, pork, because right. um, they have water content in them. So the lack of water content makes it a purely... I, I, well, I call it a red meat literally because it's like a stop. Like mm. it's a stop meat. There's no, there's, yeah, there's nothing helping me. <laughs> However, gonna, I will eat bison. I'm going to have a steak and experiment. I will eat bison. Bison? Bison's excellent. Yeah. I haven't had a bison steak. I've had ground bison. Well, when I was in Montana. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Was it? Because it's hard, you know, it's like clearly there's a billion of them out there. But it was very good. Well, it's lean. It's like there's no the fat content. So it's easy to break down. There's water content in it. It's See, lean. I would stay away from that. Because if you're going to have meat, you want to have a little fat, right? I, well, I I mean, I think anything that has water content in it for me is fine. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so going back to Turkey Day is that I would I would substitute in pretty much anything but turkey. 
<laughs> and and turkey's fine, but I mean, I'm going to be with people that we all make it perfect. But now opinion. we get into the emotional aspect of right. it because you're at someone's house and they put together a dinner and uh, yeah, you put together a dinner. And if you don't sit there and eat a pound and a half of turkey, you're you're insulting them. Oh, is there something wrong? You don't like it? So, so, I, so I don't ascribe to that either, yeah. that I'm, I'm always about advocating for oneself that, you know, if people are doing your food watching of like how much you took in terms of like how little that you can't get offended because you don't know what's going on for that person. Yeah. Um, oh, you yeah. Know, but, you know, and when people pile it on and stack it on, what goes through my head bubble when I'm with people that I don't know very well, I go, wow, they're going to feel really bad later. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to back up on them in a big way. Um, and, you know, and, and people do what you were saying at the beginning is like, they've decided that this is going to be a game on food day. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So, and I have a, a friend, um, in the community here that runs a, a fitness program, a fitness training program. And he always talks about like, you know, how right afterwards it's like uncle Bob over in the chair with his pants undone, yeah. and like snoring, you know, because the tryptophan, right in the turkey, which makes you sleep, which is a mood regulator as well. And then you've got all the different pieces that are, you're also eating the sugar content, yep. the carbohydrate, all mood regulators. Oh, and then the alcohol mood regulator, depressant. And then really it's a, it's a mental health disaster. And day. the lions. And then and the lions. That's a depressant. <laughs> yes. But we're New England families. Yes. And you know how this goes. First of all, you take a little bit less on the plate and everyone mm -hmm. starts questioning you don't like it or what's the problem. And you say, no, I'm trying to eat a little responsibly or something. And then you get that's the wrong thing to say in New England. <laughs> you, you can't you can't be a responsible eater in New England, especially on Thanksgiving. You'll get more yes, grief can. for that. Yes, too. You can. You I know you to, can, but you, you have to. Well, you have to not worry about what other people think. Right. Yeah. And and that's that's a whole nother piece of it is that, well, I don't want to hurt, you know, Nana's feelings, or I don't want to hurt, you know, right. uncle Bob's feelings about his Turkey. I just had the flash of Christmas vacation with the Turkey going <laughs> in my head about how dry it was like yeah. pop into my head. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's, it's really about taking, I think that nowadays, especially that people have been so much more conscientious of food and eating for yeah. the most part, that if you're coming into a dinner for holiday, People already know that if you're the conscientious eater, they already know that. It's not yeah. going to be a surprise to them that you've taken a scoop of a little teeny spoonful of things, um, you know, and I don't think that that's as bad. But if you don't have that in your in your wheelhouse, that you don't have people that know that. And if people comment, it's like, yep, I'm just having a little bit of everything so I can have it so I don't feel bad later. I think most people are pretty good about not wanting to feel crappy later. Yeah. You know, I, I recommend, um, and I said this last year too, I recommend always either starting with a, a very, um, hearty water-based soup. So like you're offering like, you know, even a tomato soup that has like carrots and vegetables and all that, but not like a heavy soup, like just like right. a clear broth tomato soup made of fresh tomatoes and, um, as a starter or just like throughout the day, cause it will fill you up and make you eat less of the junk. Um, I just go right to the water, right? Just and, keep a glass of water. Around. No, no. But I that's mean, not, yeah. Yes, that's a but technique that's not I use a lot. Yeah. But no, people have the mindset that water is no fun and you have to, eating is more fun. And so, you know, yeah. that you get to have eating all day. It's like a sport. You get to eat all day kind of thing, um, which is so not healthy for you. But nonetheless, um, but that and also having a, always providing a salad of some sort and um, 
and people have made modifications to these salads because I certainly remember having this beautiful salad growing up, you know, like greens and all these things. And then it slowly morphed into a very yummy cabbage salad with broccoli. And then it turned into having broccoli and cabbage, but then it ended up with raisins and almonds. And now it's got some mayonnaise thing in it. And now it's like 7,000 calories. And it's like, you know, sucking on a candy cane. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So salad staying to the pure sense of salad or something nice and vinegary and light or something, or keeping things like that in your in your front of your meal so that you're not likely to pack on the potato, the squash and all those things um, that are not good for you. So, you know, substitutions like cauliflower, um, celery root mash for, you know, uh, other things, you know, or mixing it in with your potatoes so that you're not eating pure, just potato. Um, There's so many good, fun, easy changes that you can make to your standard new England turkey dinner that will make you feel less yucky both physically and emotionally at the end of the day mm-hmm. let know? me let me wind back you said squash wasn't a thing that was good to you is that because squash isn't or because of the way it's usually prepared on because the way it's prepared so yeah. the way i prepare my squash is just squash with butter and pepper yeah um but i know that people don't for some reason don't like squash but they'll eat it if it has cinnamon nutmeg maple syrup and marshmallows in it Ugh. Like, why bother? (laughs) You know, so you're taking, so you're taking actually a really healthy vegetable that is good for you with great water content, good fiber, and it's got great nutrients and all kinds of antioxidants and good color in terms of like your body needing different colors. And then you're adding, so as a serving, like a nice size cup full of squash, squash serving, which is maybe 50 calories with the butter even in it, right? Yep. Going from that to that recipe I just said, that the little teeny scoop that you would take, not even the amount I just said for a whole thing, right, is roughly 400 calories yeah. just for that scoop. We haven't even added the potatoes or yeah. the very, very unhealthy string bean casserole that people love. Although people love it in its tradition, there's another four or 500 calories per scoop. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the stuffing, which is another two or 300 calories just for a little scoop. The turkey is your healthiest thing as long as it's not draped in gravy. Because once you add the gravy on, you've gone from 90 calories for a nice three or four ounce slice to three or 400. So now you're sitting at a dinner table on your first round without rolls, without anything, sitting at 2,000 calories or more just before, right with it, no dessert, no roll, no, no, and no alcohol added in. So by the time people do their woohoo cheat day, it could be 10,000 to 20,000 calories for some people. Wow. Yep. I mean, that's the extremes, but it is. I mean, right. So you figure if you think of all the different items that are, you know, on your table and then the grazing that happens all day and you start in the morning because people get up and they have their like, let's have, you know, omelets and, you know, it's a big day to eat. By the time you go from eight o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, you've probably hit well over 10,000. Wow. Yeah. So that's stunning to think about. Right. And people don't think about it because it's like, well, it, you know, you're, if you're normally in the 2000 range or 1800 range, 10,000 in one day is no wonder you don't feel good. Well, and so, right. Cause it's what it's doing is it's pressing on the system. And so, you know, and, and you play the mind games and people do this. And, and I certainly, and you certainly know tons of people that do this. Like it's just one day. 
but it's not just one day. Cause well, that's five days. That's right. <laughs> it's and that, and people don't realize how hard the body has to work to it's a mental and physical reaction and they're connected. That's why it's in my wheelhouse to talk about this is they're connected to you have just now set up your next five to six days for your brain to seek out sugar items to seek out next day, open face turkey sandwiches, which is fine. If you are mindful of how you're doing it, you can eat all these things and still stay in your 1800 calorie or under range. You just can't eat them all day because you're going to be at 10,000 or more calories. So it's going to change your cravings yes. for days going forward. Yeah. Because your body's taking its time to break down everything mm -hmm. that you've just eaten and it, it has to take its time. So while it's breaking down and the carbohydrates are getting moved around and the nutrients are being taken out and things are getting stored and now you're, and you're still eating the next day, your body is trying to get it moved. And so what it does is like, Ooh, I had all that stuff. It felt good. It felt wonderful. I want more of that. It tasted good. Yep. And so people then stack on another scoop of potato, you know, or they get up, you know, people get up in the morning the next day and like, Ooh, mashed potatoes for breakfast. Right. Yep. And now the body hasn't finished even remotely from the day before. And now you're, you're, you're adding onto it again. So after five days, not only does the body, you're, you're changing your diet, you're changing your emotional state because you start to feel guilty about it. Right. Yeah. Right. And usually people feel guilty about it later that night, the yeah. first night or the next morning, just like, Oh man. Well, yeah. Cause the gratification is gone and they're left with right. the consequences of the, of the binge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's actually like food. It's like addiction, obviously, and relapsing. Yeah. Like you go, you know, people are like I waited all year for Thanksgiving and, and I'm like, oh, you're going to regret that because yeah. you're going to suffer. And I just, you know, I, you know, we all have our little vices, but it's like that one's not one that I don't like the way it makes me feel. I have many clients that have really moved their whole um, way of thinking about food. You know, food is is fuel, not food is just fun. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that if you're, you know, over fueling your car and it's spilling out all over the place and, you know, or you put the wrong fuel in, it's not going to go. That's, you know, the metaphor I try to say Thanksgiving day is like a, huh, or, it's either you're having bad gas, no pun intended, <clears throat> or you're just not fueling correctly. Yeah. And so it's going to, it's going to take a huge hit on your system and make you not feel good. And so, People say, okay, what do I do? So coming into Thanksgiving, if you're already on a healthy path, I would stay the course of just staying healthy. You can have every single thing I talked about, no matter what, it's, it's the excess of it. Do you have to have, you know, four scoops of potato? Do you right. have to have, because the way I make my potatoes, they're very fattening. I mean, you go all in, but you can't then sit down and eat half the pan because they're very fattening. Yeah. So, um, it's about taking little bits at a time and not grazing all day. And you take your 10,000 calorie meal and you pour gravy all over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And people don't realize how much it's just, you know, flour or wondra and yeah. butter and sometimes booze. I put booze in my, in my gravy and, but it's like, it's just pure calories, yeah. empty, non-useful, you know, and people are like, well, that's no fun. If you just have to do that, you're not counting calories. You're, you're mindful of how this is going to make you end up. Yeah. Feeling. That was the thing I was thinking uh, a couple of seconds ago was, and it's kind of cliche about mindful eating, but it's very important in this situation just because if you told somebody when they're sitting down at the table, you're about to eat 10,000 calories, you know, they'd reel at that. They, they'd, 
did react to that. I mean, mm -hmm. I, mean I, I find it disgusting, actually. I, but you don't think of that. But, but you don't think of that while you're doing it. You're going to sit at the table it. this year and you're going to think about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I do anyway. I'm, it's not, I'm not one who goes nuts on Thanksgiving. But but yeah, I mean, like, for example, there's a restaurant. Should I say the restaurant? Yeah, why not? Because my daughter used to work there at the 90. And as I'm sitting there looking at the menu, I'd go visit her. And as I'm looking at the menu, there's nothing here I can eat. Yep. I do not want to spend 700 calories on a salad. I just right. don't want to do it. You know? Right. Well, this, uh, and that's like Applebee's and God love Applebee's, Applebee's but yeah. Applebee's has I'm their sure calories the on it yeah. and you go through it and you can have soup because yep. the, the salads are all anywhere from 700 to 2000 calories. And that's over your limit of yeah. how you're, and it's not about counting calories. Let me be clear. It's about your body does not need that much and your body doesn't know how to really break that down once it gets to a certain level. So what it does is it converts over to fat and to other use non-usable things. I mean, I'm being very generic here, but yep. it's not helpful to you. And then you have that, and then you have their 2000 calorie dessert. Yeah. And I'd their be, 1200 calorie yeah. chicken wings, which are awesome. But <laughs> by the time you leave one meal at one of those places, you're at 5,000 calories. But I could sit there and look at the menu and have the chicken wings because I love chicken wings. Yes. But if I sat there and saw 1200 calories or 1400 calories, there's no way I'm doing it. Right. And that's just about being mindful. So, like, yes. I can't imagine. I don't eat thousand calorie meals. I just don't do it. You know, I mean, I'm a grazer, first of all. But. And, and most and so just to, for people that are listening that have really no understanding of this stuff and don't really watch it and, and want to is that you're if you want a calorie count to just make it easier for yourself, not because you're using it as a strategy to lose weight or anything like that, that gets cuckoo in your head to make you have an eating disorder. But your calories should and like breakfast should be two to 300 calories. Lunch should be two to 300 calories. Dinner, two to three, 400 calories with maybe if you have a little snack in between 100 calories, 100 calories. So you stay in the 1500 calorie range roughly in the day because it's, you know, 1500 or 2000, depending. So you're going to monitor for that. doesn't mean just depending because you have, you're losing or maintaining. Yeah. So if you're yeah. maintaining, just trying to maintain your weight, that's pretty much the right formula. If you're trying to lose weight, you're going to go down to like 1200 calories or under between a thousand and twelve, only if you're like that's for people that are like enormous, yeah. You know, not like people that just need to lose five pounds. You know, yeah. you don't have to. You just have to be more mindful of the things you're putting in. Or and it gets there very quickly. Or burn more calories. Well, right, and yeah. so you have to move more because you can't outrun a bad diet, right? right. So you can go to the gym all day long, and people. And, I, and this is the other thing, because this will increase my caseload around fitness and exercise coming into the new year as it always does because people will be like oh my gosh i go to the gym every day and the scale hasn't moved i go right to the food what are you eating yeah and it's it's in the food i'm like you cannot out work out what you're not doing for movement you have to move you must move and movement isn't you know people are like well but i stand all day at work not the yeah. same thing not the same thing or people are like i walk the dog yeah, you walk the dog a block. That's not, that's not, that, you know, and yeah. you have a dog and they pull you and you're over there and you stop and except in this, your dog, because your dog is wee. <laughs> your dog is like yeah. five mile sprinter. But it, it, people have to be mindful of really what they're doing and people just don't want to do that. Well, I lost 50 pounds at one point. I put 20 back, but I've lost, I'm still down 30. Um, that's awesome. Would like a little less, but, you know. I'm but you're following my plan. But, but but for me, it was basically, and I always talk about my diet was basically don't eat stupid 100% of the time. Right. 
And it was, I worked on a 500 calorie deficit. That was mm -hmm. my goal for the day. And it was accountability. I found this in finances, which is why I think losing weight is such a great mental health because it gives you these skills to do, yes. to transfer it to other things. It's about accountability. Right. Log what you're eating, log your exercise. And it's just basically, I was trying to get a 500 calorie deficit every day. Got pretty good at that and going, I'm going for a thousand. That's when I was in the mode of, of losing them. So I was doing a thousand calorie and I had to burn some because I wasn't eating thin. I wasn't starving myself. I wouldn't do it because right. you can't maintain that. Right. Right. So, yeah, exactly. So for people that are listening. And I know it's oversimplistic just doing calories. I was going to say for, yeah. for people that are listening that don't know what you're talking about, about having a 500 calorie deficit, that doesn't eat, that doesn't, what that translates to is not, not eating 500 calories. What it means is you have to burn more right. than you've taken in and have it at least be 500 calories as the differential between right. those two items. Because a pound is 3,500 calories. Right. So a week, 500 calories a day, right. usually so a pound have, a week. But at the right. beginning, you lose a lot more because, right, because you have a lot. Your body goes into the yeah. metabolism shift. Right. right. So so for people that want to look that up, certainly that's what that you can. And that's what that means. So that, you know, you have to have 500 calories at least a day deficited in a week to lose a yeah. pound. If you but the diet more, wasn't, it should have been to an extent, but it wasn't about what I'm eating. It right. was just 500 less calories. Right. If it's a pizza well, when involved, you're, when that's you're fine. heavier, yeah. it's really not about that. It's just taking the five, 500 more calories away a day because that adds up over time. And as you yep. get closer to your goal weight and you're, you're getting leaner and, and healthier and all those things, then yeah. all of a sudden it becomes a closer, a closer match range of how to really balance that. Right. And, and that's where people get lost. Is because then it gets harder. Yeah. And um, people are like, I've plateaued. And it's like, well, because yep. your movement is not as great as your intake or vice versa. Well, so then you start gaming metabolism and, and stuff right. like that. So well, and, and that's, and when, so that's it, when you get lean, when you get to the point where it's where you plateau and it's difficult to lose. So, so plus, by the way, there's the whole muscle fat well, right. thing that so, you're trading you have, off all so the you, time. Going, you know, going to the reference around Thanksgiving is yeah. people like, I, I know a whole bunch of people in the past couple months have been doing like a restart program. And there's, there's actually a program that one of my colleagues does called restart. It's like taking out all the sugars and doing that. And then I have a couple other colleagues and some friends and doing other little programs like fasting and this pro form one. And you know, there's always one, something out there. Um, but they're like a cleansing restart, getting your back, your body back on a balance and right. And I keep warning or cautioning my clients and friends and whatever, like you're doing this and you're looking forward to the holidays and you're counting on the fact that you, by then you'll have, this is their, most people have said, I'm doing this so that I can come in the holidays and, you know, be able to eat what I want. Yeah. Very, very slippery slope because that is not, your body is going to go, what's going on? Yep. And you're going to go flying back up on that scale. Your body's not going to feel good. Your whole mental ability, and you're going to lose motivation because you're going to see all of a sudden, like all that hard work that you've done right. is now going to go down the tubes because you spent five days in a row of eating poorly, making poor choices, sitting around, doing nothing, and then being like, well, yeah. I don't feel good and I shouldn't have done that. Likelihood to go back and do a restart goes down because now you've lost your motivation yep. and it's very quick to go down that. So I, I, that comes back to if you're doing something like that and you're getting ready to come into the holiday season and you're all like cleansed and you feel like really good, why would you then do that to yourself? Yep. Why don't, you know, and I know why, and that's rhetorical, but like, you don't need to do that. You can still come into the holiday season, do what you were doing, but it's just about making 
smart choice. Like if you are used to having a 10,000 calorie plate, well, let's bring it down to a normal yeah. five or 600 calorie plate. You know, you don't need and, a half a pound of mashed potatoes on your plate. Right. With gravy, with gravy, <laughs> with gravy. Right. I mean, so seriously, because people don't realize and you know, you potato a normal potato is like roughly 140 calories just without anything on it. Now you add butter. So I'm going to wrap my little recipe out. Butter, cheese, cream cheese, sour cream, mm. um, and bacon. Mm. Now we're at my 1,000 calorie potato. Serving, yeah. <laughs> right? And, and, and that's it's, just and part it's like, of oh, the meal. It tastes so good. And people like feel sick afterwards. Yeah. Not about my potatoes at all, but, but after you eat all that stuff because it's loaded with stuff. Yeah. And it tastes good. But again, as you said, the body is going, oh, what the hell do I do with this now? And then it's like, oh, I remember this. I want more. Right. Yeah. So so one of the strategies um, for um, staying mentally right on this is if you're if you're cooking for the holidays and you're the one that's providing the meal, you can always take and make individual size um portions for people and make it fun like you can put and and uh, i haven't done this in a while but i was thinking oh i could do this this year because it makes it easier but you can take like a muffin tin and you can put individual potato you'd, you'd make your potato thing so that each one is portioned out so that you know for yourself how much it is and then also people are less likely to yep. dig in and plop they're going to take that and be like oh because it's it's your visual cue is super important to your belly right and it's mentally there's a lot of mental work that goes into what your food choices pick so doing that with any of those food items doing it with you know your carrots you can do that you know um you can wrap bundle you can do little wrap bundles if you have time of your if you're doing asparagus or if you're doing your um string beans instead of it giving people the opportunity not just dig a big spoon in and dump because this way people are less likely going to yep. come back and do a gorge right and you're also helping them and they certainly can but you're you're giving them the healthy portion control so it doesn't have to be out of control um it takes extra time um but if you're mindful of trying to be healthy for people and provide those options yep great i mean i know a lot of people are going to poo poo that and say no it's no fun and right. whatever However, you know, when you when you've got a lot of people around you that struggle with that or you yourself or, you know, like I, I have to be very mindful because I have so much weight issue in my whole family um, that I have to make those choices all the time. And I can't just be like spoonful. Yay. <laughs> Even though that would be great, but I yeah. regret it. Right. So it's about really providing those little options and not and not really providing um, yourself with like a high carb snyder snack foods that are delicious with all the like you know trail mix yeah. like, it's not necessary you're about to eat ten thousand calories why provide a bowl of nuts on the table for two hours before you know it's fine to put out vegetables but remember in eating the vegetables people are like oh but i had vegetables and that little crudite and blah 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 right that's great but after you dipped it in the ranch dressing or the buffalo cheese dip and all that stuff, yeah. you've just eaten before you eat dinner another couple hundred or more calories. They were sauteed in butter and you put the ranch dressing. Oh, you're talking raw. Right. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but, you know, so it's, it's, or, you know, you have the stuffed mushrooms. Yum. You know, but there's, you know, you eat five of those. Now you're at 200 calories. Yep. So, so people are, um, and I do keep mentioning the calories, not to calorie count, but just to keep you mindful that, just because it's a mushroom, it's now stuffed. So the stuffing is now the calorie issue. And 
the calorie issue is what's going to make you feel yucky. So there's neurotransmitters in your body that make you feel good. We have dopamine, our one that's like, yay, pleasure, wonderful. This feels so wonderful. Serotonin, which is our mood, mm -hmm. and GABA, which is our anxiety. So I mentioned those three because all the Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah foods and, you know, in general, like you, same thing, like matzah and yeah. bread, yeah. right? They all go toward, and potato pancakes, um, they all go towards those three neurotransmitters that make you feel either great or over overtaxed, overworked, overwhelmed. Um, and the body is producing them in the gut and serotonin is there. So all these food products make a difference in mood. This is why people get agitated. This is, you know, you add alcohol in and you've got now agitation at the dinner table on top of all the angry fighting that could be happening yep. of who did what and who did what to who and who's sleeping with who and why did they do that? And they took money and so-and-so died and the will isn't done. And you know what I'm talking about. Sure. So you add in all that on top. And so you're overtaxing with food, those neurotransmitters. Now you're emotionally overtaxing. And I haven't seen a family yet ever at Thanksgiving that doesn't have some issue going on on the backside that yeah. I hope no one brings it up and everyone's sitting in some kind of elephant in the room anxiety. I just have never encountered that. And I've been doing my practice forever. Yeah. And, and I just, I don't, you know, and people may not have fights, but it's there. It's yeah. sitting in the back of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bear that's sitting in the started. back of the cave. Yeah. You, keep, you keep talking about you trying to avoid counting calories. And, and I guess I understand that, but, by the same token, if your increments are thousands of calories, then maybe you should pay attention to calories. Yeah. I mean, the reason why I keep saying, you know, you don't have to count calories, you don't have to pay attention is because it just gets down a slippery slope for a lot of people who are already a calorie counter and it's eating disordered behavior. So oh, I we, see. Yeah. We, te we tend to stay away. Yeah. I tend to stay away from getting people to do that. But in the, in the eating disordered behavior that's on the obesity side or the heavier set side, Calorie counting is super important, um, but not on the side where anorexia and bulimia yeah. are. So, so now that I've made that distinction, then I can say the calorie counting for someone who's on the heavier set side, you know, has has twenty or thirty pounds to lose or more. Yeah. Um, knowing that when you sit down to a, a a day of eating, like Thanksgiving or your next holiday, it's not if you do not mindfully know calories you are going to be in overload yeah. on top of overload for days because your body doesn't break it down fast and i always i always try to avoid or like people to avoid the trap of it's just thanksgiving because it's not just thanksgiving you move right into christmas holiday parties uh new year's mm -hmm. and you know so you're spending two months eating just out of pocket right yeah right yeah. and and so and and you know i've talked about this about you know i I have a friend that, you know, it's always, well, any day that ends in Y, that's what I would say to him. Like, well, any day that ends in Y is a day, right? Because yeah. it's always, well, it's just one time. And I would say, but it's not just one time. It's, but it's Sunday, right? But there's Sundays every single week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not once a year that this is happening. It's like, but it's, we only had pizza this this week one time, but you had pizza and you had spaghetti and you had lasagna it's like it's yeah. never that's you justify it in your head and this is what everybody does in some way until you start being really aware of it and catch yourself to be able to say yeah. it's not that and it has nothing to do with being 
a cheat or not cheat day. It has to do with, are you making a good choice that your body actively can use? Um, and it's tough because everything seems to be working against you because someone's going to yeah. put a lasagna in front of you. It doesn't even have to be Thanksgiving or, right. or they're going to put spaghetti in front of you or right. they're going to put Oreos in front of you. And so, it, Oreos. oh God, yeah. Did you know that now they make gluten? Sorry, they make. I'm not really sorry. They make gluten-free double stuffed now. <laughs> I, I might, I might have tried them. <laughs> gluten Just is saying. a thing. I, uh, gluten is another thing. I don't think I have a problem with, but I don't know. Well, that's why I'm excited because yeah. if I want to have two or three of them, they're gluten-free and they don't make me feel like garbage. <laughs> you know, and I'm actively knowing that I'm eating something with lots of sugar in it, but it doesn't have that other stuff. in But it. it's never just one day or one meal. There's challenges constantly. There's stuff, you know, you're out on the road and you're hungry. And what are your choices? You know, it's, it's really different. Yeah, but there's nothing. You That's bad choice. I know. There, there are no good choices <laughs> at McDonald's. Well, and people will say, I don't have time. Yeah. And it, you do have time. You know, it's just a matter of just doing a little listen, planning. You're on the road, and I do this a lot. I'm out, you know, for lunch, and I'm running around, and it's like there aren't a lot of great alternatives. Even if you go into the grocery store and go to their made-up sandwiches and things like that, those are, that's nothing good. There's nothing good there. Some are better than others, but. So um, I go to the standard when people tell me what you're saying is I go to the standard of making a, a batch of soup that you like mm -hmm. um, that's not cream-based. <laughs> Note. Yeah. Right. That's not, you know, it's not cheddar broccoli soup. That's not soup. That's yep. cheddar cheese and broccoli mashed. <laughs> but, you know, soup that's chicken noodle, turkey rice, um, tomato rice, um, anything like that. That's and you could have the noodles in it still, whatever. But you're getting that and you always have it in the freezer so that when you need to run, you have it with you and it's thawed out or you can stick it in the microwave at a place that you're at or something like that. So you're not stuck. That requires a level of organization. I don't think I'm. Right. I don't think I'm capable of. Right. Well, in, and in a pinch, you can go to Whole Foods like I do, or as I call it, Whole Paycheck, and buy their Nana's chicken soup. I'll give them a plug because mm -hmm. it's really good. And it's only 210 calories for the entire quart, um, and it's filling. And when you when you eat something that has lots of water content in it, with a protein or whatever, it fills you up. And you don't have to that then you're not your your mind that hypothalamus the register for your eating yeah. does not turn on to say i'm still hungry when you put in something like a sandwich with with bread and um not like a healthy bread but a, right. a high sugared bread and then you have like other stuff with it and you add a half a bag of chips your brain never shuts off to say i'm done your brain's going now what oh brownie oh now a cookie <laughs> you know and and then at three o'clock you're you're wondering why i'm so tired yeah right because you haven't set it up right but but the, and so this goes to the thanksgiving thing is coming into now from now until next week or the week after right is spending every day being as clean as you can be to your body and your mind in terms of you know don't eat you know potatoes and stuffing now and extra rice stuff because your body won't be able to break down when you get to that day. If you're planning on the gorge day, mm -hmm. which many people are, keep in mind that if you're coming in and you're doing two to three or 4,000 calories a day, which many people do, that that day you're just stacking the deck and it's just going to make your body struggle. And this is one of the factors that leads to people's depression over the holidays. Yeah. And people don't realize that people think it's just about sadness and loss and, and people who passed away and, and anger and all these. 
No, it's actually food consumption and emotions mixed up in it. And then not realizing that that is a big piece of what's making you sadder. Is there a residual, and we're back to calories again, I don't mean to get there. Is there a residual calorie amount that you can't process in a day? Um, I mean, for example, if you're doing 4,000, you're always behind, you're always processing a couple of days, that 4,000 a couple of days, right? You're always processing the four. If you're, if you're consistently at 4,000 every single day, your body will get into a pattern of processing it over and you're maintaining weight. Right. Say, you know, your body's consistently processing in the same exact way. And it's just keeping up just enough to process to, to keep where it is. Cause you keep adding the same calories in, um, it's not like going to get ahead of itself. Yeah. It just, it won't. <laughs> so, you know, unless you start deficiting the calories. Yeah. So it's just going to do that. And, and being mindful that when you eat, like let's, I'm picking on potatoes. I love potatoes, by the way. But <laughs> when, when you eat a potato today, I never recommend for mental health reasons, but also we know nutritionally, if you eat potato today, you don't eat a potato tomorrow because your body's still breaking down the potato from the day before. So you have to wait. I always tell people wait three days before the next potato. Or the and by next... the way, French fries are potatoes, just to let everybody know. <laughs> yeah, right. French yeah. fries are still, potato yeah. tots are still potatoes. So yeah. any, so, or if you have pasta today, you have to wait three days. So tomorrow's not macaroni and cheese because today was pasta with sauce. Um, or, you know, if you had bread today, that's three day wait so that your body has enough time to get rid of it. And it, you want to be introducing something new so that your body's not necessarily shocked, but it's surprised by, oh, something different. So it's yeah. always working and metabolizing so that you're not getting into that 4,000 complacent spot of calories going, my body just knows how to do this because I'm doing the same thing over and over. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, and it, or if pizza, you know, pizza is your thing and, you know, you know, it's so funny how school systems have been on such a kick for years to be healthy, but they provide pizza yep. and, and a lot of school pizza is really good. You know, Sal's provides pizza and whatever, but when you are having pizza every day, your body's not breaking it down and pizza is actually really high in calorie. And people don't realize that they're like, it's just a slice. Well, a slice is like 500 calories. <laughs> so if you eat a whole pizza, which people can, you know, a big pizza and you eat yep. four or five slices, you're at 2000 calories not on just cheese, but at like a regular like pepperoni cheese, blah blah blah. You're 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 at your deficit. You're at your whole max out for the day. There's no deficit. So people say, I had pizza and salad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you like that look? Yeah. Like, That's good. Yay yeah, for you. I had salad with my pizza. Yeah. You know, and, and I there's had nothing wrong Coke. with having a slice <laughs> or two of pizza, but know that you have to move more. To make sure that, and it's not about losing weight. It's about processing it. You've got to process it so you're not just sitting on it. It's, it's, and it's, and it's science and people, it's a lot of work for a lot of people. I don't find it hard because it's a lifestyle and you have to just get into it and know it. And just like the lifestyle of eating 4,000 calories a day is a lifestyle. You just have automatically become accustomed to doing that. This is just something that you'd have to actively work on just like you did to do the 4,000 calories. But I caution people about the mental health issues around health and wellness around the holidays, just because you are loading up to have 10 to ten to 15,000 calorie days and you don't even realize it and I, how much that makes it a problem. For what you. do you think about pre-gaming strategy? Because I do that a lot, especially if I'm going out to eat or something like Pre, that or Thanksgiving, like, yeah, like a lot of water. I think having a meal before. Water, you yeah. could be, pre-gaming is very good as long as it's all those healthy things, right? You're not yeah. eating. Yeah. 
because a lot of my clients were like, I'm pre-gaming, which means that they're having a couple glass of wine before they go to the relative's house. <laughs> like that is not helpful. Yeah. Um, but the pre-gaming of if you're going to someone's house and it's not solely in your home, water, water and lemon, warm water, um, tea, things like that, because that fills up the body, but also having a small, um, snack before you go that is in your day that would be normal to what you regularly eat so that when you get to the place you're not looking at that appetizer table going huh i yeah. really want all of this right because you'd be less likely because you'd be like eh, i'm already all right i just ate something in your head and you won't be likely to do that um you know even if there's vegetables like carrots and broccoli and all those little you know raw things on the table just stay away from them because they start you start them you dip them in the in the dressing and now you're on the roll of that's yep. now you've taken a low calorie quick little snack into an you know a slippery slope so i would pregame for sure if you're going to someone's house and have the little snack um so you're not stuck into hors d'oeuvres yeah <laughs> and so on and so forth <laughs> um so so my strategies for coming into the next two weeks is um not not to worry obviously but to let's try to be mindful and just start thinking like okay how can i make adjustments so that i don't take in 10,000 calories on thanksgiving and maybe set a goal like i'm going to stick to like like i stick to 500 calories for thanksgiving um that keeps me around the same as and you can do that you can yep. absolutely still maintain a 500 calorie meal but you have to be mindful of what what goes into that that means there will be more salmon for me mm -hmm. all right or more turkey it will be more it, so you add your protein in and stick to your vegetables and maybe if you are cooking make those portion controls um but try to keep it under that and move move that day you know lots of people go out and do their turkey trots um lots of people go out and do hikes um or get out there and you know because you're going to be sitting and eating and 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 just so everything has to do with be actively aware and mindful to go out and do and plan what do you think about uh rehearsing for this in terms of uh, we talked about it emotionally with family conflict and family interactions understanding the prediction the predicaments you're going to be put into yep. and having a response for them handy yes like you know, what you don't like the turkey you know no I, I i love the turkey but i'm only eating a little bit yeah right oh you don't want pie no i'm good i just i'm just not eating it tonight Oh, do you don't like it? it? Has nothing to do with me not liking it. It just is. It just I don't like it the way it makes me feel, so I'm just not eating it tonight. Yeah, right. I mean, when people say, "Oh, do you want a piece of meat like that?" I'm like, "Oh, I haven't had meat in, since January 4th, so I'm just not doing it." Why? It doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so it's just yeah. it's so that it's a standard. But so you're not dealing with that cold, right? You know, right. So just like the emotional ready. conflicts with your family, right. just you know, right. where's right. your boyfriend? You know, that's exactly. Yeah. Have an answer. Exactly. Yeah. And and I think that when you're when you're sitting at a table with, you know, your traditional Irish families or your Italian families who, who food is the the bonder, you know, with it, the Thanksgiving lasagna. It, yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it does make it harder, but it doesn't mean that you you can't eat it. It means just just watch your watch your portions. Don't eat like a five pound slab of lasagna. Yeah. You know, don't sit there with like the cheese and grate it all over you, whatever you're putting it on. And when you take gravy, it's not supposed to be swimming on your plate. The Italian appetizer, the cream cheese stuffed celery. Ugh. There you go. There's two, 300 calories right there. Exactly. Yeah.
Right. You haven't but, even got to the table, let alone to the meal, and you're well, two or three hundred calories in. Well, well, that's what I. So that was what yeah. I'm saying. The average, <clears throat> the average, um, walk up to the table pre, pre calorie intake for most people, averagely, you know, average, is roughly five hundred calories before they even and food. That's not drinks. So if you have a glass of wine or two, there's 260 calories. Yep. On prior. And then if you have the food, you're three or four hundred. So you're walking in with half of your daily calories at the appetizer table. Yep. Really easy to do. So easy. Yeah. Because and when you provide healthy options, people think because it's healthy, then it's, you know, more is more. And in the carrots, I God love carrots. Carrots are your worst enemy in terms of those because carrots have the highest sugar content and the highest calorie content, and people will clear those out because they're fun. Yeah. And they taste good with the ranch dressing. And there you go with like, and grapes. Grapes are not your friend either. They're fine if you have a few, but they're high the sugar. high sugar, yeah. sugar contented. Yeah. You know, and they're great for filling you up, but people think, oh, it's a fruit. I can eat as many as I want. That's not how this works. <laughs> they're health. Everything's healthy to an extent, right? How's watermelon on that scale? Watermelon is actually no issue. Yeah. You can watermelon yourself all up. That's what I do at lunch. Watermelon. A lot of times is, watermelon. Buy a bunch could, of watermelon know, and think. Think why, water, water, yeah. water content, right? So it's it's a but it does fill you burn. up and it tends to it last. Fills you up. Yeah. It gives you it gives you a normal sugar. It's easy to break down. It's got good fiber. It's loaded with vitamins. Yep, and it's yeah. great. So you want to find those fruits and vegetables that have those water content, like kiwi, <clears throat> um, anything that's melon, mm. right? The musk melon, the honeydew. Joanna says things. blueberries. What do you think about huh? that? Joanna, who is apparently a Raiders fan. Uh, Joanna loves the Raiders. I don't see her. I don't see it on my side, but hi, Joanna. You don't see the comment on your side down the I bottom? I don't blueberries? see anything. Okay. But that's I'm okay. Sorry. She says blueberries. Blueberries which are I'm fantastic. I'm eating a ton of lately. Blueberries are fantastic for um, antioxidants and they are a good filler and they are not high in calories. And you can, you can blueberry yourself up too, <laughs> right along with your strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, the, the berry content, all good. Yep. All good for, you know, until you start putting sugar off. <laughs> yeah. Which people do. Um, and uh, Yeah, but for all of those are good enough to eat almost raw, basically. Yes. Yeah. That, and that's yeah. and so I think it's good to have like a fruit table out like that because it's better for people to be picking on that stuff than the than the typical vegetable. But here's what people do. They put out the sugar yogurt topping spread that you can dip the fruit into yeah and then we start going down the slide again yeah because you gotta get your sugar in. right instead yeah. instead of just enjoying the fruit you know like having and if you want to have an appetizer table do chocolate covered strawberries with dark chocolate that's fine oh, and dark chocolate works too the dark chocolate yeah. is perfectly fine you're not going to get a lot of calories the strawberries like three calories four calories the chocolate is negligible, essentially. I mean, so you're getting, ooh, something yummy, something really great. And, and dark chocolate has some mood benefits and some yes. antioxidant benefits, yes. right? Yeah. Right. Milk chocolate, not so much. No. But, no. but, you know, but the but put that on your appetizer table. You don't have to wait for that for dessert. And that will help that you're giving people want to eat. Yep. So give options that people can really feed on, but then not feel sick. Because they're gorging. Because people will just gorge. Yep. 
So, all right. So we'll be revisiting this in different forms over the next few weeks. Oh, um, Joanna, this is a good one because now we're on a subject. Joanna asks, white meat or dark meat, turkey? Is there a difference? So white mood meat is white meat is better for you. Mm -hmm. Dark meat tastes for most people's report tastes better. Um, it has a higher fat content in it. It's also where you're going to find a lot more tryptophan in the dark. Um, so the healthier part of the turkey is the white meat. But the more fun part of the turkey is the dark meat yeah. um, and the one that has more physical, emotional benefit is the white because mm -hmm. um, it just just it's leaner and it doesn't have all the garbage in it. But it's just not as fun because it doesn't taste as great, you know? Yeah, but I find it because it's a big part of my diet. I find it's it's like chicken. You can dress it up a hundred different ways. Right. So it, right. you don't have to be presenting the same taste all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's right. And it's not remember, not gravy. Not gravy. <laughs> Not gravy. Gravy no. doesn't help, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that when people get into the whole thing on on Thanksgiving or Christmas about the turkey, about like, oh, the dark meat of the, eat, if you're going to eat that, that's the protein. I'd rather you eat that than the extra scoop of potato because right. that's going to be way easier to break down. It has a higher fat content, but that when you combine fat and protein together and you're doing it correctly, it will they help each other burn. And so I'd rather you take extra turkey than extra potatoes and stuffing because it doesn't matter whether it's the white or the dark. It's just, I'd rather the protein. So Joanna, it was so nice of you to join us today um, and go Raiders for her. She's a big Raiders. She follows them around the country. She's like, nice. she's a superstar traveler for the Raiders. I think she is their number one fan. Oh, excellent. Well, there were worse Joanna, teams to Joanna root for. is very special in my heart because Joanna and I met <clears throat> the day of the Boston Marathon bombing together at the really? Boston finish line. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So Joanne is one of my biggest supporters in terms of my marathoning. She's a wonderful friend. She's an amazing human being. I'm glad she joined us. Uh-huh. Glad she joined us. And, and I am too. So, and she's welcome anytime. So see, oh, I got a little emotional because she's here. See that? Did you see that? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know if she's watching, but thanks a lot, Joanna. You made me get a little emotional. <laughs> so, but she's awesome. We've known each other a long time and we're going to hang out soon. I just right. saw her. Uh, so. Check for past episodes on the page. Check for our audio-only podcasts yes. everywhere you find podcasts. And uh, come back next week. Yes. Thanks, Lou, for closing out the show. How nice of you. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're going to go, get offline now, and I'm gonna, we're going to banter hard. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. All right, you guys. Have a great week, and I will see you next week.